Well, hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brewers Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you all are having a blessed day today. And uh, we got a great show for you guys today. Have a bunch of health topics. And I know everybody loves when we have health shows. We got a great health show for you today. And how are you doing this morning, Dad? Austin doing absolutely wonderful. In fact, I want everybody to kind of buckle up today because we're going to be doing a whole bunch of health stuff. You know, Austin and I talked about it yesterday. And, you know, we're just going to do a health show today because we're going to cover the top 10 foods never to eat. We're going to tell you how you can build your immune system. We're going to tell you how to lower blood pressure, cholesterol, triglycerides, and blood sugar levels. We're going to tell you how to increase your moods and have proper brain health. All of this stuff on today's show. So it's going to be a fun show. It's going to be a wild ride for a lot of you who've never heard us talk about this. But remember, I was a state licensed nutritionist here in Florida for many, many years. We had a clinic. We had 40 patients a day coming in. And we've helped a lot of people over the years. And we're also going to talk about how to burn body fat and increase energy levels. So it's going to be a wild show. But I want to start off with some scripture first because it ties directly into my top 10 foods never to eat. And I'll cover that throughout the show today. So stay tuned so you can hear that whole list. But the first thing we tell people never to eat are the high-fat luncheon meats. I include bacon, sausage, ham, pepperoni, and hot dogs in that category. And what we need to realize is that these foods are really unhealthy, not only because because they're pork products, but a lot of these foods contain sodium nitrite. And sodium nitrite reacts with stomach acid to form nitrosamines, which are one of the most potent gastrointestinal-inducing cancer agents known to man. So, yes, hot dogs need to be off your list. But now here's the good news. Organic beef, eggs, and butter are not included on my top ten list of foods to avoid. So there'll be a lot of surprises for you today. We made a few changes in this top ten list. So I want you guys to really pay attention to it. Now, a lot of folks are saying to me, well, why in the world is pork on the list? Pork is the other white meat. Pork's supposed to be really good for you. Pork's supposed to be another lean meat. No, none of those, none of that is true. That is all publicity and lies to you from the mainstream media that are being paid by the pork producers around the world and the United States in promoting their product as a healthy meat alternative to chicken and to fish and to beef. It is not. Pork has never been a good meat. It's always been a toxic meat. And God warned us about it repeatedly in the book of Leviticus and the book of Deuteronomy. And so people say, well, in the New Testament, that all changed. No, it did not. It did not change in the New Testament. God clarifies it in the New Testament. Well, what, what about Peter's vision? Well, strange you would ask that. And for those of you who are not Christians who have just become a Christian, we're going to talk to you about Acts chapter 10 right now because I really want to cover some of this as far as why people use this as an excuse. Well, what was going on is Peter was basically, uh, you know, having some issues as far as bringing the Gentile believers into the body of Christ. And if you look at Acts chapter 10 and you start on verse 9, it says, About noon the following day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. He became hungry and he wanted something to eat. And while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance and he saw heaven open and something like a large sheet being let down by earth by its four corners. It contained all kinds of four-footed animals as well as reptiles, which are unclean, and birds. And then a voice told Peter, Peter, get up, kill, and eat. Now remember, he's having a vision. There really aren't animals in front of him. He's having a vision. He's having a dream, so to speak. And the voice says, get up, Peter, kill and eat. And Peter says, surely not I, Lord, Peter replied, for I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. Now think about this for a second. This vision that Peter had was approximately 15 years after the ascension of Christ. So Peter is still following the Old Testament dietary laws and principles 
even you know a decade later after Christ you know had been resurrected and was had returned to heaven. Then the voice spoke to him a second time, do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and immediately the sheep was taken back into heaven. Now Peter's all stressed out. He don't know what to do right here. He's thinking, myself, he's thinking of himself, what the heck did that even mean? Because I know that the scripture cannot be broken. He says, I know that it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So in verse 17, he basically says that. He goes, while Peter was wondering about the meaning of the vision, the men sent by Cornelius found out where Simon's house was, and they stopped and stopped at the gate, and they called out asking if Simon, who was known as Peter, was staying there. Now, what's interesting here, if you continue to read through this passage, he gives you his, his interpretation right now. He goes, then Peter began to speak, and he goes, now I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts men from every nation who fear him and who do what is right. You know the message of the Lord. The God sent to the people of Israel announced the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. And now you know what has happened throughout the province of Judea. So God basically told Peter that it was he was calling him from men, not animals. I'll repeat it again. I now realize how true it is God does not show favoritism except men, men, not pigs, men from every nation who fear him and do what is right. Now, I'm going to do a sidebar with you for just one second. The original NIV version that came out in the late 70s says men. However, the Bible publishers, who in many cases are controlled by the Kabbalists and by the quote-unquote people who are politically correct, they've changed a bunch of the verses in the Bible to make them politically correct. You think, what do you mean by that? Well, let me read you. I told you what it said originally, that he should not call men from every nation. But now it says, they've changed it, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. They took man out of that. Now, the same thing is true in Genesis, where it says God created man in his image. Now they're saying that God created mankind in his image. And what they're doing here is a sidebar, not to deal with the health issue right here, is that they're changing the Bible to become politically correct. You think, well, what is so what? Who cares? Here's the problem with that. As they continue to change scripture based upon political correctness, they'll continue to change the actual meaning of the verses. This is the same thing the Schofield Reference Bible has done. The Schofield Reference Bible takes Bible references and changes them based upon political correctness in the agenda of that day. And we've seen the Schofield Bible reference continue to change and change and change over the past hundred years being politically correct. So be very careful what you read. The old King James Version is still the best version as far as the Bible to read. It's just more difficult to understand. So if you want to read the NIV, that's up to you. However, I suggest that you use multiple versions of the Bible and you go back to the original King James. Now, you never thought you'd hear me say this, and it's because of the difficulty of understanding the King James, but they've changed the actual verses in that. So you need to understand that that is every man, every man from every nation, not every person or every one. So that's really, really important. Now, the other thing that people really get confused with is Timothy. It's First Timothy chapter 4. And, and the reason that I say this one is this is the big pray over and eat it chapter. In other words, people say, well, just pray over and eat it, and God's going to sanctify it. Well, no, it doesn't say that. And everybody's misinterpreted this. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 says, The Spirit, Spirit clearly says that in latter times some will abandon the faith, and they will follow deceiving spirits and demons, basically. 
and that these teachings come through hypocritical liars whose conscience have been seared with a hot iron. They forbid people to marry, and they ordered them to abstain from certain foods. Now, if you look up the word foods there in the King James, it means broma, which means foods sanctified according to Levitical law, which God received to be received, created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. In other words, if you put the definition of the word in there, they forbid people to marry, and they ordered them to abstain from foods that God created to be received with thanksgiving that are sanctified according to Levitical law, which is basically fish and certain types of fish and chicken and beef. They're saying that now you can't eat that. And then it goes on to say, for everything God created is good and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. Then it says why. It qualifies in verse 5. Because it is consecrated. Excuse me, I get some water. Because it is consecrated by the word of God and prayer. So everything God created is good and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving because it is consecrated by the word of God and prayer. Now, the word of God, when the book was written here in Timothy, was the Torah. Because remember, these New Testament Bible chapters, books, had not yet been written. <clears throat> they were still following the Torah, which is the five first books of Levitical law. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. It was only several hundred years later the Catholic Church actually put the books together they were going to receive as far as the letters to be part of the New Testament. People need to understand that. So when this was being written 10, 15 years after the ascension of Christ, the New Testament had not yet been written. So when they talk about the Word of God, they're talking about the Torah. So let's do it again. For everything God created is good and nothing has been rejected if it's received with thanksgiving because it is sanctified by the Torah and prayer. That's the five first books of Levitical law. In other words, the clean and unclean foods are very specifically listed. If you put these things out to the brothers and sisters, you'll do good, be a good minister to Christ. Now, you think, okay, well, that's, that's kind of silly, so I'm not, I'm not supposed to eat pork. Well, no, you're not supposed to eat pork. In, in 1 Corinthians, it says, Don't you know that ye yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? And if you destroy God's temple, God will destroy that person for the temple is sacred and you together are that temple. Now, what that means, if you go to the original Greek, it means that he will allow things to happen to you based upon the choices that you make. Now, what that means is this. If you're going to eat high-fat luncheon meats like pork, which I just mentioned is number one on the list, bacon, sausage, ham, pepperoni, hot dogs, that's your choice. But God's not going to stop things happening to you that are caused by that. Now, there's a really good article you can read from the Biological Therapy, Volume 1, Number 2, 1983, by Professor Hans Reckwick. It's called The Adverse Influence of Pork Consumption on Health. It is posted at the Health Master's blog site. So you can go in, you can click on that, and you can read The Adverse Influence of Pork Consumption on Health and read it and understand what it means. Also remember, the World Health Organization, which they actually told the truth on this particular statistic, they said that the number one cause of cancer globally are high-fat luncheon meats and pork products and sodium nitrite. It's unbelievably unhealthy to be putting this stuff into your body in any concentrations ever. And again, the Bible also says in 2 Corinthians 6.17, and you've heard me quote this many times, Therefore come ye out from among them, be ye separate, saith the Lord, touch no unclean thing, and I will receive you. This has a whole bunch of different meanings on it. It also means that we're not to be intermarrying and being around and hanging out with people basically that are heathen. Now, if you're being with a person that you know because you're trying to get them saved, that's one thing. But don't be friends with people that are going to be using filthy language and doing filthy things. It's not okay. The Bible's saying that. But also, 
it says, come ye out from among them, touch no unclean thing, and I will receive you. That's a direct quote from Genesis chapter, I'm sorry, from Leviticus chapter 11. So it's giving you the Old Testament verse to basically not eat unclean meat right here also. So people say, well, this seems like a lot of bondage that you're putting us back under the Old Testament. Not under the Old Testament. We're under grace. We're under the New Testament. But the Bible says, you know, very clearly, it says, if anyone, this is First John, if anyone, give me the exact, First John chapter 2, verse 5, but if anyone keeps his word, the love of God has been truly perfected in him. By this we know we are in him. Whoever claims to abide in him must walk as Jesus walked. Now you think, well, why would you say that about eating? Ask yourself a question. Did Jesus eat pork? And the answer is absolutely not. He couldn't have because he was a Jew. He was also the sacrifice that we have for our sins. And in the Old Testament, eating pork was a sin. So had God eaten pork, had Jesus eaten pork, he would have sinned. He would no longer have been a perfect sacrifice for us. He could not have eaten pork. He didn't do it. He was Jewish. The thing it says that if, we, if we're going to follow him, we need to walk as he walked. Well, he didn't eat pork, so we don't need to eat pork, period. I'm just letting you guys know that. Well, you're putting us back, and I'm not putting you back under the law. You can eat all the pork you want to eat and get to heaven, okay? But you're going to get there a whole lot quicker. Just thought I'd let you know that. By the way, Matthew 5:18 says, For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. So what Jesus is telling you here in this verse, this is what he said, is that nothing is going to be taken away from the law until all things are accomplished. In other words, what he's saying is the law is still there, like thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not, you know, you know, steal, remember the Sabbath to keep it holy, you know, honor thy father and thy mother. Thou shalt have no other law gods before me. Don't take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. All these different things are going to stay. They're still intact. In other words, the Torah isn't going to change from point A to point B. And remember, God is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we've got to understand that. And he also talks about this in Isaiah chapter 65. Because the Jews were really, quite frankly, they were, they were pretty obstinate. And he really got pretty fed up with them. This is before he they scattered, they were basically scattered and sold into slavery, you know, into into Babylon. Finally, Isaiah in chapter sixty five is so frustrated. He goes, chapter one, verse chapter sixty five, verse one. I revealed I revealed myself to those who did not seek me, and I was found by those who did not. I'm going to start over. I revealed myself to those who did not ask for me. I was found by those who did not seek me. To a nation, he's talking to Israel. That did not call on my name. I said, here am I, here am I. All day long I've held out my hands to an obstinate people who walk in ways not good, who pursue their own imaginations. A people, he's talking about the Israelites, a people who continually provoke me to my very face. In other words, to pretty much trying to tick him off on purpose. Who offer sacrifice in gardens. This is all their sexual stuff they were doing. You know, who burn incense on altars of brick. This is the Moloch and the Baal and the Asherah worship. Who sit among the graves. This is their satanic meetings in the middle of the night. Who spend their nights keeping secret vigil. Who eat the flesh of pigs. Yes, he throws that in there. And whose pots hold the broth of impure meat. 
on clean meat, who say, keep away, don't come near me, for I'm too sacred for you. And he talks about the Jews again. He says, such people are smoking my nostrils in a fire that keeps burning all day. Verse 6, see it stands written before me. I will not keep silent, but I'll pay back in full. I'll pay it back into their laps. Both the sins, your sins, and the sins of your ancestors, saith the Lord. Because they burn sacrifices on the mountains, this is what they're doing, sacrificing their children, and defied me on the hills, I will measure into their laps the full payment of their former deeds. So he's letting you know that eating the meat of unclean animals, doing these secret satanic rituals, is not okay. He's letting you know that in advance in Isaiah and Isaiah 65 in chapter 6. And if you go on in chapter 66, it says, verse 17, those who consecrate and purify themselves to go into the gardens following one who's among the, among the, those who eat the flesh of pigs and rats and other clean, unclean things, they will meet their end together with the one that they follow, declares the Lord. The one they follow will be Lucifer. And I, because of what I planned and have done and about to come and gather the people of all nations and languages, they will come and see my glory. So you can read the last two chapters of Isaiah 65 and 66 the judgment that's being passed on Israel and also the judgment because they were eating unclean meat. Now a lot of you are going, well I like my pork, I like my ham and I like my bacon. Well, just eat beef. Just use turkey bacon with no sodium nitrite. You don't have to cut this stuff out. I was raised eating a lot of pork when I was a kid. When I was 27 years old I came down with heart disease and almost died from it. And I realized very quickly that the word of God is the same yesterday, today and forever. If I had more time today, I'd go into detail on what happened to me and how it happened and, and how God sent forth his word and he healed me. And he rescued me from the grave and I got off this unclean meat. Well, I like to have my ham every so often. Do what you want to do. I can't be any more specific than this. If you want to provoke God to his very face, do it. I mean, it's your choice. I'm not going to tell you what to do anymore at this point because I can't. I've been very specific about it. Now, number two on this top ten list of foods never to eat are aspartame products. Diet sodas, diet drinks, sucralose products. All these things increase the risk of brain tumors, brain cancer, seizures, headaches, optic nerve degradation, particularly brain cancer. Stay away from diet sodas. Use stevia as a natural sweetener. Use monk fruit as a natural sweetener. But stay away from the stuff in the pink, the, the, the yellow, and the blue. Just stay away from those. Now, if you absolutely are diabetic and you are somewhere where you have to sweeten something, choose the pink. Stay in the pink. It's not good for you, but it's not horrible for you either. But the stuff in the blue, the aspartame, and the stuff in the yellow, it's just really, really bad. Don't use Splenda. Don't use aspartame. I can't be any more direct than that. But those are the first two things of my top ten list that we're covering today. Also, what do you have to say? What's your, what's your next point, bud? That's that's well said. The, the sucralose is something that you know I used to not realize how toxic it was. Remember, sucralose is a chlorocarbon. It has basically two chlorine atoms that are basically attached to a sugar molecule. And what happens is once the sucralose enters into your stomach, and this is what they've said before, nobody really understood it. They said sucralose is totally stable. It's totally safe. The chlorine atoms that are connected to it don't really do anything to you negatively until sucralose meets with a funny compound called hydrochloric acid. 
just happens to be in your stomach all the time. <laughs> and when it does that, the chlorine atoms actually break off and it releases free chlorine atoms into your digestive system. Sucralose has been directly linked to complete and total loss of all positive microbial in the stomach. Basically, your probiotics, everything, go they just disappear. It's literally like pouring a jug of chlorine in a pool. Everything dies. Granted, you don't have any algae, but quite frankly, you don't want everything to die in your digestive system. So be very, very aware of that. Sucralose is probably the most common use sweetener, especially in the bodybuilding community. And this is where I was first exposed to it, and I did not realize how toxic sucralose also is to the kidneys. Unbelievably toxic compound. Do your own research on it. Look and see what's in your food before you eat it. Start reading labels. It's one of the easiest things you can do. And I'm, I'm very funny about that, and some people find it odd. But, you know, if I'm in a store and there's something I like, first thing I do is look at it. I go, okay, what's this guy having? What's it sweetened with? And the next thing I look at is basically does it have any hydrogenated oils? And that's number three on the list over here is basically margarine and hydrogenated oils. When you start adding basically hydrogenated oils to compounds, it massively increases placking of the arteries, and it's unbelievably hard on the system. There's reason why Dad has talked about this for decades. Butter is completely fine. Olive oil, great. Avocado oil, great. Coconut oil, great. When you start looking at stuff and it starts saying basically it's hydrogenated or partially hydrogenated, stay away from that product under all circumstances. Not good to put in your body at all. Also, number four on the list we have here is shellfish. Now, a lot of people get mad at me. I live in Florida. I'm a certified scuba diver. Been out in the open water repeatedly. Love it. And uh, one thing that everybody loves down here in Florida, everybody loves lobster. and Everybody loves shrimp and clams. I've never been a fan of them, uh, probably because I wasn't raised around them that much. But quite frankly, I've never really understood the concept of going and trying to chase underwater cockroaches and then being so excited you caught underwater cockroaches, you want to put them in a pot and eat those underwater cockroaches. They are arthropods. Lobsters are arthropods. Cockroaches are arthropods. They're in the same category. They are not designed to eat under any circumstances. They are scavenger animals. They're designed to eat trash, feces, rotting flesh. Anything that they can basically get their hands on that's decomposing, they eat it. That's what they're there for, and they have a very specific purpose. They keep waterways clean. Cockroaches basically keep certain you know, trash and contaminants and dead animals and stuff like that. That's what they're there for, and they have a very specific purpose. That's why they're on this earth, and God knew that. But that's also why he said, don't eat them. Don't eat these crustaceans. They're giant filters. If you're out in the water, and you're swimming, right? And you see this big old cockroach jump in the water. Big old one. You know, the big old Florida, you know, palmetto cockroaches. You might get to go, oh my gosh, that's a big cockroach. We got to get him. I want to throw that in a pot, eat this cockroach. This this is exciting. Let's We about to have a really big cockroach eat for dinner. I've never heard somebody say that. I don't think I ever will. But ironically, we do the same thing with even bigger cockroaches called lobsters. Shellfish has no business being in the body. It is a filter animal. Same thing with catfish. Same thing with shrimp. Same thing with clams. Same thing with oysters. Same thing with scallops. They are all filter animals. The same thing like Dad talked about earlier with pork. Pork is probably one of the most toxic land meat you can possibly eat. Again, it's there for a very specific purpose. It's designed to eat rotting things. It's very specific. 
But there's a reason why when God had Noah load the ark, he said, bring two of every unclean animal and bring seven of every clean animal. Anybody ever wonder why? If you bring two unclean animals, that means you're not planning on eating them because they can't reproduce if you eat one of them. They're going to be extinct by the time the boat hits land. They didn't plan on eating hogs in the, the ark. They didn't plan on eating them. They were there basically to do their job. The other ones that are clean, well, you are going to slaughter a couple of those. You're going to eat them. So be very aware of that. I had a very good friend of mine, one of my workout partners. His dad uh, went in the had to go to the doctor's hospital a couple weeks ago for pancreatitis. His pancreas all swollen up. And he asked me, he goes, you know, what? what is a few things, you know, we can do? I said, so we talked about it. I said, one of the biggest things is, I said, he's got to cut out the pork. And he goes, yeah, he goes, he eats a lot of pork chops. I said, dude, I said, I'm just being honest with you. I said, pork is unbelievably inflammatory. It's unbelievably unhealthy and it's unbelievably toxic meat. It has no business being in the body. And then on top of that, majority of pork products you find, they have sodium nitrate, like Dad talked about in them. So stay away from those foods. You're going to be a lot healthier. Nobody ever said, man, I was unbelievably healthy, and then I started eating pork and shellfish every single day of my life, and I feel great now. I'm healthier than I've ever been. No. There's a reason why we have dozens and dozens of people in Florida die every single year from shell food poisoning, shellfish poisoning. It's very common. It happens down here regularly. The news media just doesn't talk about it very often because they don't want to kill tourism and especially all of the boats and the fishing expeditions that they do. So understand these foods have consequences. Certain of them were designed for us to eat. Other ones were not. Shellfish, pork, crustaceans, those sort of things. No business being in the body, Dad. What do you think? You're absolutely right. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and post this article by Professor Hans Reckwig on the adverse influence of pork consumption on health. Uh, it's on our website at healthmasters.com, and it goes into detail on Leviticus chapter 11, Leviticus 14, and it talks about what pork does and how bad it is and how unbelievably unhealthy it is. But, you know, you got to realize something, guys. You know, when we eat certain types of food, it lowers our body's immune systems. And now we've learned that, you know, there is an all-out attack on the body's immune systems. And so why in the world would you eat a product that basically is going to cause massive inflammation and elevate histamines in the body like pork. It's a really, really, really bad product. In fact, one of the, paragraph 7 says in this article, another very important toxic factor in pork is the influenza virus. There we go. That's the coronavirus, guys, according to the professor of London Institute for Virus Research. And it remains infectious in the lungs of pigs. As pork is used in sausage and hot dogs, etc., this organism is always found in these products transmitting the flu into humans through the consumption of sausage. Now, that's kind of crazy if you stop to think about that, but guys, why would you eat something that's going to transmit a coronavirus directly into you, especially with all of these folks getting these RNA vaccines right now? So it's so important that we don't put these foods in our bodies at all. You think, well, again, I'm a Christian. I can eat what I want to eat. Okay, I got that. And, you know, I've heard that my entire life since I've been trying to tell people this for the past 40 years. And quite frankly, I don't argue with people anymore. And I mentioned just before I went to the break, before I also took over a second ago, if you want to eat this, go ahead and eat whatever you want to eat. If you want to go get one of those giant palmetto bugs that Austin talked about, or one of these wild hogs that are filled with worms and parasites in Turkina, that's up to you. If you want to eat this stuff, 
you know, I don't know why you would want to do that, but that's your choice. You know, in other words, you don't have to eat that this junk, right? You could go eat chicken. Okay, you could go eat a steak. You could go eat grouper or red snapper or orange ruffy. I mean, it's not like we're trying to torment you by holding a pork chop over your head and telling you you can't eat it. We're not doing that. We're saying this is a bad meat. It's unhealthy. God put it here to be a, a how should I say, a septic tank. I mean, pigs lay in their own feces. They're nasty animals. They'll eat the cancerous tumor off another swine. I mean, they're horrible, nasty creatures. So why would you want to eat one of these things and incorporate its DNA into your DNA by eating it along with any diseases it may be carrying? So just don't eat pork. It's simple, very simple. Okay, number five to stay away from is sugar. And I included that category, high <clears throat> fructose corn syrup. High fructose corn syrup, sugar, all of these different compounds lower B vitamins in the body and they lower the body's immune system. Plus, they all elicit an insulin response. Insulin is not good. When you have elevated insulin in the body, you can get syndrome X, which means you have elevated insulin all of the time and the body's not utilizing the insulin. And so you have this insulin is causing a problem with basically atherosclerotic placking and arterial sclerosis. And here's why it does that. One of the things that people don't realize is that insulin is a salt. And when you have high levels of insulin circulating in the body all the time, it causes what's, what we call in, in physics an over-ionization of the blood vessels, which makes them kind of want to attract calcium. And when that happens, you have a hardening of the artery or a placking occur inside of the arteries. That's one of the reasons that people who are taking insulin or who are diabetic have massive problems with atherosclerotic placking and hardening of the arteries. This is one of the first things that you see in people who have diabetes in the back of the eyes. They, in fact, diabetes is the leading cause of blindness in the United States because these arteries start to harden, lose their elasticity, and they lose their ability to basically function properly, and they quit working, and the eyes get dimmer and dimmer until you go blind. In addition to that, diabetes is the primary cause of amputations in the United States for the very same reason with the peripheral artery system and the feet the, basically, the circulation slows down because the over-ionization of these blood vessels causes a calcium buildup in them. It makes them sticky, makes them kind of like a magnetic attraction to calcium, and you end up basically losing peripheral circulation. So you don't want to elevate insulin. You'd rather elevate glucagon, which is a hormone which burns body fat. Insulin stores sugar as body fat. You don't want it in your system. Reduce the insulin as much as you possibly can. That's why you've got to avoid sugar. And, you know, in white pasta and, 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 and white potatoes because they're very high glycemic foods which elevate insulin. If you want to lose body fat and increase lean muscle weight, you have to increase glucagon, which is a, basically a chemical that the body produces a hormone, which helps to burn body fat and basically helps to keep you really, really healthy. And it stabilizes blood sugar. Another problem with having high amounts of sugar in your diet is hypoglycemia. The sugar goes up. And you have elevated blood sugar, you end up with getting headaches in the temples from it. Then the sugar has an overload of insulin coming into the system from the pancreas like a regulatory mechanism. The sugar plummets back down. Now you have hypoglycemia, low blood sugar, and now you have headaches in the back of your head. And now you're like, what the heck? I got headaches in the front of my head. I got headaches in the back of my head. I can't think. I can't clear. I got brain fog. It all deals with glucose metabolism and blood sugar availability to the brain. So it's so important to avoid that sugar roller coaster. It really, really, really is. Number six to stay away from are soy products. 
I can't tell you how bad soy is. These are xenoestrogen. They're estrogen mimickers. They will basically do gender bending on a male. If a young boy, basically a young child, if a baby is given soy formula at birth, it could actually change the brain chemistry from a left brain dominated hemisphere male brain into a right brain dominated hemisphere female brain simply because you're putting so much estrogen into that baby who's a little boy and he's not designed to have that little all that estrogen it'll turn him into a little girl in fact i've got a really good article that i wrote at health masters the soy turned little boys into little girls you all need to read that yesterday we went out to a restaurant for lunch Seafood restaurant it was supposed to be really good. It was actually quite awful, and uh, we drove to, we drove to the restaurant because it was recommended by a friend. It was a, a seafood restaurant, and, but we did get the fresh grouper. Now the grouper was okay, but you know pretty much everything there was deep fat fried in soybean oil, and so we had to go through the entire menu to find something that wasn't deep fat fried in soybean oil. Guys, number one, when you have They become rancid. They become very carcinogenic. So if you're ever going to eat a deep fat fried food, number, number one, if you ever do that, make sure the oil is fresh. Make sure it's not soybean oil or corn oil or other types of high omega-6 oils. They're very, very, very unhealthy. Now, if you get a peanut oil, it's okay in moderation. I don't like it, but it's okay in moderation. But a lot of people have peanut allergies because of vaccinations that have peanut oil in them, and they can go into a massive reaction with peanut oil. So it's just best not to eat deep fat fried anything. It's easier to skillet fry it in some olive oil. That's a great, great alternative. So sugar and soy products are number five and number six. What's the next thing on our list, Austin? Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. There's no reason to eat that kind of stuff at all in the body. <clears throat> like you said, if you're going to do something like that, you know, you can always pan pan fried and avocado oil or something like that. So what Landa does a lot of times if she's going to make like organic French fries, she'll basically pan fry them in some avocado oil, fresh avocado oil, and really makes for a great sweet potato French fry that um, we have occasionally, which is awesome. Also, too, next one to stay away from is the chlorine and fluoride in the water supply. <clears throat> now, this is really important to make sure you're continually drinking purified water. We have water distillers here. I know there's a lot of people that basically also can order water in, however you want to do it. Our water distillers are super easy to use, but in general, make sure you're drinking purified water and not heavily contaminated city municipal water. Not only is the chlorine unbelievably toxic and can cause serious issues with the thyroid, fluoride is also prevalent in the water supply. You've heard Dad and I talk about this for years. And, of course, they say the whole hoorah speech about it helps teeth and it prevents cavities, which is complete and total lie. If you actually look at the research on it, there's like one research study that they've used as the end-all, be-all for the last 60 years to promote fluoride, and it was complete and total sham. There's a reason why you can get a condition called dental fluorosis, which is where your teeth actually become so brittle, they start disintegrating and falling apart because of too much fluoride. So that's always been the question that I've asked dentists and individuals that are pro-fluoride. I go, if fluoride's so good for the teeth, if it makes the enamel so strong, if it really prevents cavities, it's this great compound, why is it if you get a little too much more of it than you should... It not only doesn't protect your teeth, it makes your teeth basically fall out and rot out. 
seem a little odd. A product that's supposed to help strengthen your teeth and prevent cavities actually causes your teeth to rot out if you get a little too much of it. My personal opinion, and this has always been my stance on this, I personally think fluoride was not only introduced into the population and the water supply and the toothpaste supply and the mouthwash supply to try to cause calcification of the pineal gland, which it very well does. That's been researched as well. But I also think it keeps the dental industrial complex going. I personally believe that fluoride is probably a huge contributor to a lot of the issues we see in the current childhood kids' teeth. I have yet to ever have a cavity in my life period. I'm 32 years old, never had a cavity. Now, I also eat pretty clean and I drink a lot of water and I don't eat a lot of sugary foods on a regular basis and I never drink soda, so I'm sure that's a huge contributor to it. But also, too, one thing that I've never had is fluoride, ever. And when I was younger, I used to always think it was kind of odd. You know, I'd go to the dentist and dad would say, no fluoride treatment for Austin. And they're like, oh, well, we do it automatically. He goes, no. The answer is no. You're not getting fluoride treatment. He's not getting fluoride treatment. They said, okay, okay, okay. And, you know, he'd always kind of go back and forth with about fluoride. And it's so funny when you start talking to some of those people that have been educated in that area, but yet they're still so ignorant on that topic. And it's so funny to see it sometimes. And so, again, I encourage people, make sure you're drinking purified water. Make sure you're using good toothpaste, good mouthwash. That's why the, the mouthwash and the toothpaste that we have on the website, they people love it. It's great. It works good. It tastes good. And it doesn't have fluoride in it, so you're not dumping a bunch of toxins into your body. Next one on the list is high-fat dairy products, homogenized milk, ice cream, sour cream, those four. Or the, basically, those, those lists goes down the line. Now, this is probably one of my biggest weak spots. I love organic ice cream. I'll be honest with you. I, I love organic ice cream. I have to stay away from it, and I don't bring it in the house as best I can because I don't want to eat it because I know it really packs weight on you. Not only is it really, really inflammatory as far as when you're dealing with dairy products, it also will really pack the weight on you as well. When you're eating a high-fat, high-carbohydrate dairy product like ice cream, you can pretty much best believe it will pack weight on you uh, faster than you want it to, especially when you start getting older and you're not a kid anymore. Now, a lot of times, kids still want to drink milk, and I get that. My kids still love milk. So what we do is we get organic goat's milk, much healthier, much easier to digest, much easier to assimilate, and it's not so toxic like pasteurized homogenized milk. I'm not going to go into the whole pasteurization and homogenization thing. I've done it before. I don't have enough time on the show, but we have an article on the website talking about what happens to milk when you simply just pasteurize it, much less homogenize it. You completely change the structure of milk. It's actually not even milk anymore when you take it through this process. Very, very toxic, and it's actually one of the main things that makes milk and other dairy products so much worse for your body than it already is. That's why if you really want to drink some dairy or you really want to do something like that, try to get organic, non-homogenized, raw milk or cow's milk if that's the way you want to go. But it's best, honestly, in most cases, stay out of that category. The same thing with bread. Bread and dairy, you want to talk about taking a fat pill every day, really packing on some weight, Dairy and bread will do it to you in a heartbeat. That's why it's best. Those two things right there, what I always tell people, cut those out of your diet immediately. Cut sodas and sugar, cut dairy, and cut bread. Those three right there, the big trifecta, those three right there single-handedly, if you're exercising and eating clean moderately and you cut those three out, you'll be shocked on how much body fat you can lose just by doing 
those three cutouts, but the dairy is definitely something that has to go if you're trying to stay healthy and in shape. What do you think, Dad? Uh, that's absolutely right. In fact, you know, pizza's a fat pill. I'm going to say, I'm telling you guys, I mean, if you eat a slice of pizza, organic pizza, every once in a while, it's not a big deal. But if you want to live on pizza every day, I've got a friend, a friend of mine that I went to college with way back when, and he's a great friend, and he's got a giant gut on him, and he was my college roommate many, many years ago, and he had like a 32-inch waistline, and he lives on pizza now, and now he's got like a 60-inch waistline. I mean, no joke, it's like 60 inches. It's huge, and I feel sorry for him because he eats out all the time and lives on pizza and junk food and Taco Bell and all the other things. What does that do? That causes you to gain body fat like crazy. Now, one thing you can do, and I know this is kind of silly, but you can do it. I did it in college, and I just did it the other day. You know, Kendall lost his little three-year-old daughter had a birthday party. We had a bunch of really high-quality pizza brought over, and I just scraped the toppings off of it. You know, it was one of them was basically a pesto pizza, so it didn't have any tomatoes in it. And so that causes a problem with rheumatoid arthritis, along with other nice, nice shade variety of vegetables. That's tomato, eggplants, bell peppers, and white potatoes. You should avoid those if you have rheumatoid arthritis. And I just scraped the toppings off and ate the toppings. You think, well, that's kind of silly. You're throwing away the best part. Okay, whatever. Eat the bread. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you. And that's just what I've done before so you can still enjoy the flavor of the pizza and not load it up with a bunch of you know carbohydrates from bread. Uh, I've got a friend of mine also who's a chiropractor. He's retired now. He had to retire because he became so obese. I'm not joking. He pushed it up like 500 pounds, had to quit. Being a chiropractor, in fact, he's one of the most brilliant men I've ever met. In fact, I actually asked him a few times to help me edit a few books because he was so knowledgeable when it came to health and nutrition, but he couldn't apply it to himself. He would literally go out and have a extra-large pizza, at least one or two of those, every single day with like a half gallon of soda. I'm not joking. You also knows who I'm talking about, and he got bigger and bigger and bigger until the point he couldn't walk because his hips couldn't carry the weight, his knees couldn't carry the weight, and he retired because he simply couldn't function because he'd become so obese. So his main staple was pizza. Avoid it. Now, back on the dairy products for a second. If you're going to use dairy products, get organic. Now, the exception with avoiding them is butter. I, I use a lot of organic butter. Now, you say, why is it organic? Well, I use it for cooking because it doesn't burn and it doesn't scorch. It does a great job on eggs. It does a great job on broccoli. If you try to cook broccoli or spinach in oil, it has a tendency to stick on the pan since you should not ever use Teflon-coated cookware because that's a fluorocarbon, and it puts fluoride on your food, which is extremely poisonous. Austin just covered it. It's like rat poison. So use stainless steel, glass, cast iron to cook in. The problem with that, certain foods stick really bad to stainless steel unless you use butter. Last night, Sharon made some spinach spanakopita with no pastry dough. It was just, it's really good. It's the filling for the spanakopita. I love it. It's a Greek food. And I cooked it in a frying pan, and I didn't use butter. I used olive oil, and it stuck to high heavens. And Sharon goes, what the heck did you cook this spinach in? And I said, I used olive oil. I apologize. I should have used butter. So some foods just cook better with butter. And it doesn't scorch, and basically it's actually healthy for you if it's organic. The regular butter that is not organic, it is loaded with bovine growth hormone. Bovine growth hormone is a female estrogen product. Female estrogen product. It's put into non-organic chicken. It's put into non-organic beef. It's put into non-organic eggs through the chickens. All of this stuff is in your food supply. 
and it massively increases estrogen levels. A few years ago, when Dateline NBC used to actually do shows that were worth watching, Katie Kirk used to do shows that were actually worth watching, her and Geraldo Rivera actually looked for the smoking gun that were causing little boys and girls in Puerto Rico to grow the breasts, the breasts, like, you know, women's breasts, little boys and little girls, two, three, four-year-old little boys and girls are growing the breasts of full-grown women because they were eating so much dairy and chicken that was being sold in Puerto Rico that was loaded with bovine growth hormone and estrogen compounds. Of course, bovine growth hormone was primarily used for cows, but they were using the same type of product, but they were using it in chickens. And the smoking gun went back to the hormones that were being used in the food supply to make these animals gain weight quicker. I can't tell you how important it is to eat organic. I really can't. Now, one of these days, it's going to be impossible to find organic foods from a national distributor or a national manufacturer because they're all being bought up by the Kabbalist owned organizations that want you to eat trash and garbage. Gotta understand something, guys. You know, you ask yourself a question. Why do they feed us high fructose corn syrup? Why do they give us fluoride when they know it's rat poison other than making us cerevile and infertile? It also causes brain damage lowers IQ scores. Why do they do all that stuff to us? Well, because they consider us to be subhuman. They don't consider us to be their same DNA. We're like animals being led to slaughter is what we are to these people that run the planet, who run the major corporations. That's why it's best if you can buy local organic to buy local organic. At least you don't have 25 people in the processing process and the growth process that you can't go back and verify what's in it really important. Also, it's really important when you buy your vitamins to get them from a high quality source, you know, like Health Masters. Because if you don't, what ends up happening is you don't know where the vitamins, how they were made or how they were processed. People say, well, I've taken vitamins before and they don't work. Well, that's probably true because the vast majority of vitamins are shellac coated or they aren't made properly or they aren't made with good ingredients and they don't absorb if their B vitamins are not methylated, and so it makes it very difficult for your body to absorb them. Always get your supplements from a really high-quality source. That's why at Health Masters, we simply say this. Use our multiple vitamin. I like the powdered multiple the best. Use that powdered multiple or the capsule multiple, but I always use the powder, for 30 days. If you don't feel great and you don't feel a massive increase in energy, just send it back to us. We'll give you a full refund. Zero risk. And why do we do that? Because it's a really good product and it really, really works well. But stay away from non-organic dairy. You know, there are some really good organic ice creams out there that have used organic cream. They don't have, they don't have the high fructose corn syrup in them. They don't have the bovine growth hormone in them. If you have that every once in a while, that's not a big deal. Just watch your weight. Now, what I do with my weight as I basically monitor it every day. You say, well, you don't really do that. You actually get on the scales every morning and weigh. Yeah, I actually do. And if I'm up a pound or up a pound and a half, I make sure I cut back on my intake of food that day to bring my calories back down to bring my weight back down because I've learned something. If I creep up a pound, I can get that off really easy. I can lose that the next day. If I creep up 10 or 15 or 20 pounds because I wasn't watching my weight every single day, it's not so easy to get that 20 pounds back off. It may take several months, four or five months, to get that weight off and not lose muscle weight. And as you get older, about 10% of the weight you lose is going to be lean muscle mass. 
That's not good because every pound of muscle you lose, you lower your basal metabolic rate by about 50 calories a day. So if you lose 10 pounds of muscle, that's 500 calories a day less you have to eat from that point on in order not to gain weight. So going on yo-yo diets doesn't work. A really good way to lose weight is eat six small meals a day. You know, Austin and I do this all of the time. helps to maintain a lean muscle mass. And what you do is, what I do, make it simple. Vegetables, like mixed vegetables, I don't use corn, but I use mixed vegetables without corn. Make sure they're all organic. I cook them in either olive oil or butter, and I mix them with grilled or rotisserie chicken that's organic. And I take about four ounces of rotisserie chicken, and six, four to six ounces of that, along with the mixed vegetables. And I, I eat that as a snack four or five times a day. You say, well, that's really boring. Okay, well, I'm trying to entertain your taste buds, I guess, today while I'm doing the show. So then if you don't want to use the chicken, use some grilled grouper. If you don't want to do that, use some grilled lamb. If you don't want to do that, grill you a piece of steak, three or four ounces, whatever. I don't care. And use it with mixed vegetables. It's a very low glycemic index. You can mix it up throughout the day so you're not going to be bored by your food. And you can just drink water with your meals or no food, no water with your meals because it actually increases hydrochloric acid in your stomach that way. Well, I shouldn't say increases hydrochloric acid. It increases – it decreases the pH of the stomach acid when you don't drink liquids. It makes it easier to digest your food. It makes it more acidic. One of the reasons so many people have – problems with acid reflux and acid indigestion is not that they're producing too much acid. It's that they're not producing enough acid. There's a, there's a, there's a sphincter on the, on, the, on the esophagus. It's called an esophageal sphincter. And what it does when it detects enough acid in the stomach and the food's being digested, it closes, preventing acid from going back up into your throat, preventing an acid, you know, acid, acid reflux. If you don't have enough acid in your stomach, that sphincter doesn't close. You have all kinds of problems with the esophageal sphincter and with the esophagus because of that, including esophageal erosion. So it's so important to have enough acid. Now, we have a really good digestive enzyme that you could take with your meals. Another thing you can do with your meals, and it's going to sound kind of funny to you guys, is as a condiment with your vegetables and chicken, you can use mustard, which has vinegar in it, which is acidic. There's all kinds of different times. Make sure it's organic. There's all kinds of different really good tasting mustards available on the market and mix a little bit of mustard in with your food. It'll make the food a little bit more acidic and make it easier to digest. That's a really easy trick to do if you want to try to avoid using digestive enzymes. Or you can just take the digestive enzymes. We have a really, really good one. Now, number nine to stay away from on our top ten list of foods never to eat are alcohol products. Now, guys, don't get me started on this, okay? Don't, I know all of you guys, I heard an audible groan coming through the headset, being facetious, but I could feel it. Guys, look. Alcohol's not good. Look at the mess with Rudy Giuliani. And the guy's basically turned into an alcoholic. You know, oh, I didn't know he was an alcoholic. I've got an article posted on the website today about what really happened with the election process and with Rudy Giuliani. Go ahead and listen to that. So it's really important that you understand that alcohol never makes things better. It's like I also said earlier about the different types of foods. Same thing goes true with alcohol. I've never heard anybody say my life was going great and I started drinking alcohol and it got better. About 10% of the population is genetically predisposed to become alcoholics if they start drinking. I know my mom had a real problem with alcohol. She was suffering with post-traumatic stress syndrome from Germany. My brother Carl, he basically is an alcoholic, and he basically has ruined his life from alcohol. So I know in my DNA, in my genetics, that I'm predisposed to start drinking alcohol. I can get addicted to it. I stay away from it. Now, if I had an occasional glass of Bailey's or an occasional glass of wine or whatever, not to a point of drunkenness, but like a couple of sips or whatever, like once or twice every couple of years, 
it's not a big deal. We're not under bondage here. But you don't want to be drinking alcohol every single day because it really, really increases the risks of alcoholism and also increases the risks of pancreatic cancer, liver cancer, cirrhosis of the liver, alcoholism, osteoporosis, and breast cancer. It really does. Plus, it decreases an enzyme called lipase, which burns fat instead of stores fat. And so you end up storing a bunch of body fat. That's why people end up getting beer guts and alcohol guts if they drink a lot of alcohol. And alcohol is simply not healthy to drink on a regular basis. If you're using it medicinally, if you've got a cold, if you don't have a problem with alcoholism, if you have a problem with alcoholism, you don't have need to have the stuff in your house at all, ever. It needs to be out of your house. Really important. You know, look at Kathleen Turner, this actress from the 80s. She ended up becoming an unbelievable, look at, you can look on her Wikipedia page. She became an unbelievable alcoholic, had to go into rehab, ended up with really bad problems with rheumatoid arthritis, didn't realize the alcohol can actually cause rheumatoid arthritis, an inflammatory compound. So she kept drinking more and more alcohol, trying to cut the pain down from the rheumatoid arthritis, turned into an unbelievable alcoholic, gained a whole bunch of weight, lost her Hollywood career became impossible to work with. Alcohol changes people's personalities. It's not good. It's not healthy. Don't start it. I've got another friend of mine. He basically drinks all the time, drinks every day, drinks wine every day. His wife told me that he stays drunk all the time. And you think, what the heck? And he claims to be a Christian. I mean, it's the weirdest stuff you've ever heard. And then other Christians drink alcohol every day. Don't do that. Don't drink wine every day because it decreases the risk of heart disease. Well, it increases the risk of all these other diseases. You can take resveratrol if you want to decrease the risks of heart disease. You take it in capsule form. You don't have to try to justify drinking. And number 10, to stay away from are basically coffee products. If you're going to drink coffee, you do it in moderation. I mean, you do it little by little. If you want to have a couple cups of coffee a week or whatever, whatever, no big deal. But don't be drinking coffee every single day. Well, I like coffee. Well, no, it elevates cortisol. Cortisol is a stress hormone. We don't need any more stress nowadays. It, incre- it decreases sleep patterns, messes up your sleep patterns. Use green tea. Use our purple sticks. I use purple sticks every day. I've had multiple purple sticks today to get ready for this show. Haven't had any coffee. I feel absolutely great. Also take adrenal support. That's a really good product to take. Take HGH Stimulate if you want to help burn body fat. You know, CLA helps to burn body fat. Take B- methylated B vitamins if you want to increase energy levels. Take our powdered mocha. Take vitamin C. Take D3. I take all of these supplements all of the time. Take Really take coenzyme Q10 for your heart. That's really, really, really important. And vitamin E for your heart because it helps to thin the blood. There's all kinds of natural things that you can do to lower blood pressure, cholesterol, triglycerides, blood sugar levels without the use of drugs. There really are. You know, go find a good chiropractor. Go find a good osteopathic physician. If you can find a good medical doctor, there are some. We had one who died a few years ago, but he was the only one that I ever used. If you can find a good medical doctor, try to find one. But I prefer osteopathic physicians, and I prefer chiropractic. I really do, because they have a tendency to think more about the natural health and healing professions. So, guys, this is the top. these are the top ten foods never to eat. And, and we talk about these in depth every once in a while on the show. We haven't done this show in a long, long time in this kind of depth. Because I really wanted you guys to know that in today's environment that we're in, we're under a lot of stress. And it's really, really, really important to take good supplements. Eat six small meals a day. If you want to weigh 180 pounds, multiply that by 10. That's 1,800 calories per day. Divided by six, that's six 300-calorie meals per day. That's how you break it down. Stay away from high glycemic foods that go to sugar quickly. You get all kinds of lists off the Internet on that. And, you know, take the HDH stimulate. Take the vitamin C. Take the vitamin D3. Take all these different nutrients that your body needs at high concentrations that are no longer available 
in the food supply because of the processing of the food and because of the lack of rotation of the crops. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Got to pray for you today, too. And always remember something. Pray every single day. Pray all day, every day. I love you guys. I'll talk to you tomorrow. I'll also go ahead and finish it up. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, it's funny because I've always – I've had this – argument with people, you know, especially lately where they go, oh, well, the government's just doing this to protect you, or they're just doing this, you know, for your safety. And my response is always, if they care about our safety so much, why do they still have food coloring and aspartame and sucralose and high fructose corn syrup and sodium nitrite? And the list goes on and on and on. Why is all that in the food supply when all of it's been directly linked to numerous health conditions, especially cancer? They're so worried about our safety and health. Why is that stuff still on the market? Well, the answer is very simple. They don't care about your health. That's what people have to understand. Your health is your responsibility. So, again, thank you for the support of Health Masters. Be sure to check out the product of the week, the HGH Stimulate Powder. People, if you've tried it, people that have liked it, love it, great product. I drink it pretty much every single day while I'm working out through my workout. I told you before, I have the HGA stimulate with the muscle blast and the magnesium brain food. Basically, a scoop of each and a big jug of water. Drink it throughout the whole workout. Massively helps keep your energy, your muscle endurance, your stamina. Keeps you from cramping. Also, really will help you get stronger and leaner in the gym as you have the ability to push through more grueling workouts. So be sure to check it out on the website. 10% off right now's product of the week. And be sure to vote for what you want to see when next week on Product of the Week at healthmasters.com. We appreciate the continued support. Thank you for getting this information out, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.